We've come to accept the word unprecedented as being indelibly linked to Brexit. I mean, over the years, it's held a vice-like grip over its usage. Would anything not connected to Brexit ever be unprecedented again? And now I find myself here, holed up in my spare room slash office, trying to run a business and homeschool my children, not very well, all because of something no one predicted, we can't see, and no one has any idea when it will end. Coronavirus has had an unprecedented impact on the global economy, from huge multinationals down to SMEs, startups, market traders, the lot. There are things that you just can't do anymore. So what do you do? Do you hunker down and wait for it to blow over? Do you give up? Or do you try to look at your business in a completely different light? I'm Alex Feeney, and in this edition of the Accidental Startup Podcast, I'm going to be speaking not to a startup, as would normally be the case, but somebody who supports startups. Siwan Rees is an entrepreneurship development manager for NatWest in Wales. It's her job to help startups to grow and take on the world, and she's also been named among the top 35 businesswomen under 35 in Wales as well. Now, full disclosure before we go any further, if you've listened to previous editions, you will know that Eat Sleep Media the company which produces the Accidental Startup podcast, is part of the NatWest Accelerator program, which supports startups around the UK. But they didn't ask or tell us to do this, they haven't paid us for it, and they don't get a say in how we edit it. So, with that out of the way, we started by discussing what concerns businesses are going to Suen with and what advice they're looking for. I think it's been um, how do they continue as uh, as normal effectively so we help a lot of businesses that have got I suppose a possible um, a service business uh, and product businesses um, and I think we've been astonished by the uh, positivity that has been coming from um, a lot of the uh, dialogues that we've been having with our customers um, it's been an opportunity for a lot of our businesses that we interact with both within the hub and with the general ecosystem, if I'm honest, um, to really think about the purpose of their business. Um, we are phenomenally uh, sort of grateful that we are led by uh, a chief exec of the bank, Alison Rose, who effectively has made us purpose-driven um, from the minute that she took office. And, and naturally, you can see sort of a lot of what we do is about... Um, helping families, helping businesses and helping communities and, and I think these unprecedented times have only but I suppose reinforced that focus. Um, a lot of what we see uh, in terms of support required coming through the businesses obviously help with um, answering, answering questions and brokering that support. So um, one business I'd really like to highlight um, who is actually an alumni uh, business of uh, the NatWest Accelerator Programme and in fact before we uh, were forced to reconsider I suppose the, our working pattern, shall I call it, to be polite um, and to really help get behind this stay at home campaign um, we started a, uh, a partnership with Chwarae Teg and Simply Do Ideas um, now, as we know, Chwarateg is a, an equality um, sort of campaign charity that looks at uh, equality for all across all of the genders or across the gender sort of um, platform. Um, Simply Do Ideas, however, is a crowdsourcing um, tech company that has um, quite possibly been 
been highlighted over the last two weeks for just quite that actually so as we all know needing to mobilize a, a particular public service uh, process strategy even uh, product has never been more important um, because actually we all need to come together we're all in this together and that goes for sort of us at the bank as well we feel that we have a f- phenomenal and and a very important role to play in service in our communities right now um, but simply do ideas really have sort of brought to the uh, the sort of the surface the importance of, of being in this as a crowd um, and where we can find or we simply do can find I suppose answers to particular public service troubles and issues and logistics and supply chain issues what they've done is they've uh, developed a platform to enable people to sort of contribute ideas into the public service I don't know whether you've seen the call for uh, that the the city deal made so the Cardiff city deal uh, and the Cardiff capital region made a call to look at how can we potentially help uh ambulance or paramedic sort of uh services help with the sanitation of their vehicles so how can we help with with that particular issue and and simply to have taken on that uh challenge and have tried to communicate that obviously across to to various other different sort of um uh, but through their mechanism of communication they've tried to get that into as many uh potential contributors as possible one thing that comes across really strongly is the sense of community and collaboration between businesses. So if, if someone has an idea and they're not sure how to get it moving, then they're never too far away from someone else who has the answer. It's, it's almost sort of like this has been a call to action for a lot of businesses um, to get their message heard, to get their purpose heard, to get their ability almost heard. And I think fundamentally you've got a business with a with a shop window um albeit a tangible or an intangible shop window behind that business sits a very highly skilled entrepreneur or even an entrepreneur um that has got so many different abilities to apply their phenomenal toolkit to in so many different ways um and there has there's been so much in innovation that we've seen individuals effectively deploy um, that may not even be relevant to their own I suppose business themselves and may not and may completely deviate from what they offered at the beginning of the year in terms of their product and their bread and butter but equally they're using that skill set now in such a different way uh, to respond to the demand of our community and our current environment to be able to add value in some shape or form and these are businesses from across a range of sectors then whether it be food and drink manufacturing technology or the service sector then there are opportunities there they are absolutely i think they just look very different um i think the opportunities exist in so many different ways um i think there's there's if there isn't an opportunity to completely and utterly right now service your I suppose pre-existing customer base. Um, there's definitely a way to engage with your future customer base, um, whether that's digitally online um, via a um, a series of tutorials via a. What we've seen a lot of is obviously an increase of video blogs and um, sessions where businesses are potentially sort of providing a. Um, at home tutorial session on a particular subject. So I'll give you an example. 
Um, we've got um, a, a business in our network that's called Turned Up Fitness and they are predominantly a class-based franchise business that delivers fitness classes in the community. Um, and they are all about empowering female dancers effectively or empowering females um, to think differently about some of the challenges that they face. So predominantly their sort of audience pre-COVID was, um, I suppose, um, sort of your demographic, I should imagine, sort of, I, I, don't quote me on this, but I think it would have been sort of up to, sort of from probably about 16 up to about, um, well, they, there's no limit on age effectively. But what, what I'm trying to say is what they've done is instead of concentrating solely on that, they've recognised that actually there's a lot of young uh, listeners, viewers, etc., that are stuck at home with the the family in the family of the people who potentially had been to these turned up fitness classes, and they're running kids sessions, and they're all online. So Facebook Live has become a phenomenal resource for some of these businesses to get some of them key messages out there. Um, so that's one. Um, I've literally just received an email from um, the shop that I go to to have all of sort of my nails and my various other different bits and pieces done every every week. Obviously, again, a beautician completely and utterly kept dead almost from their their customer base. Um, but she's asked if I wanted to put in a uh, a monthly um, order for any products that I may need right now, so she can obviously collect them and send them out to me. So would that have been something that was sort of pre-COVID? Absolutely not. I would have probably ordered it whilst I was having the treatment and then probably collected it when I needed to then, obviously when the stock came in, probably the next time I went into the shop potentially or or um, or that type of that type of thing. So would she have offered that service before? Absolutely not. So again, obviously it's about connecting with your customers because these opportunities still exist. Customer relationships then have got to be a big part of survival at this time. I mean, you mentioned your beautician then. If you have a positive experience with a the company, then you'll want to support them and maybe more inclined to go that extra mile. So really leveraging the loyal customer base you've got. Oh, and it's about, I think, another thing that's going to be fundamental is about obviously the profile of these businesses whilst COVID was, was happening. So where were you? I think that's probably um, a really good um, analogy to place on a lot of this um, piece around brand loyalty because brand loyalty is going to come. Um, I think we only have to sort of but recognise some of the trends that happened, dare I say it, sort of post-World War II um, where you had sort of fundamental brand loyalty from a lot of the home brands. Sort of, if I think about food, for example, a lot of sort of um, the of the brands that sort of were around during those really tough times did remain through in the house for so for, for sort of um, periods many many sort of years after to come you know um, and I think personally I think will I have brand loyalty to those brands that have really helped me whilst I've been obviously in lockdown absolutely so um, we were only but having this conversation over the dinner table the other night of the people that, of all the organizations or the businesses that I've sort of personally um, absolutely nothing to do with NatWest, but personally have connected to whilst I, obviously this COVID has happened. So I'll give you two examples. So HelloFresh is quite possibly been my saviour in terms of ensuring that I've got fresh food in the fridge and I've got sort of that continuity in terms of sort of meals each night. And um, my Asda's home delivery has been phenomenally sort of well received. I live with two people who are high risk. 
Um, so you could argue that, A, am I doing the right thing by sort of not going out and shopping myself? Because what could I bring back? And also, um, I think it's it's been something that's really helped us in terms of being able to have that continuity of, fam- of family life as well. So, yeah, I, I completely think that there will be an element of brand loyalty. And I would probably urge people to be really visible at this point in time with whatever message you think is relevant. Because I'm sure, again, going back to my initial point, there's going to be areas of opportunity for people. Um, and that's, that's a positive thing. So we may not be doing as much business or maybe our business is a world away from where you hoped it would be. I mean, speaking personally, our company, Eat Sleep Media, was looking to take a major step this year, capitalising on the major sporting events, taking on more staff, and really scaling up our business with new clients and exploring new content ideas. Now, that's kind of hard when you can't go out and film and all sport is cancelled. So we started looking at what we could do with things like Zoom, with self-shot content, and developing more podcast ideas. Now, the changes that we've made aren't necessarily revolutionary, we're just looking at what we used to do but in a different way so picking up on the point about customer loyalty if like us you're fortunate enough to have clients who believe in what you do and they're willing to adapt as well then there are new ideas to explore and develop and you may come out of this with a stronger relationship than ever before This then brings us neatly onto mindset. Now, entrepreneurs tend to think a bit differently to other people. So I ask you on how important it is to continue that progressive mindset to still operate your business, even if your business isn't delivering or selling or feeding people at the moment. How important to keep using that time productively and to keep exploring new ideas? Well, I think a lot of emphasis naturally is placed on on mindset during these tough times um personally i think it's the only um influence that we've got of over this particular um situation um a lot of people are affected in very 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 different ways um and ultimately i think someone's mindset can be easily influenced by the people they share their home with, um, I think the people that are in their immediate network, even social media, I think. So um, I think the importance of really digging deep um, and uncovering your own personal uh, positives, I think would be my um, stance on that. And having practiced a lot of this this week myself, I can probably talk a lot more about how mindset has helped to help me I suppose to to reconfigure my my own personal goals in terms of the next x amount of sort of weeks days etc that we are facing um in this new normal um I think everyone's individual mindset effectively is the key to success whether and how you feed that mindset um needs to be pivotal at this point in time so whether that's educating via um tedx talks that are available around mindset and how positive and powerful your own mindset can be when it's actually exercised um obviously you've got a lot of background reading that you can read so i'm currently reading um some literature that has been produced um around how um sort of spirituality can really affect mindset but not from a sort of a non-religious perspective um, and how that sort of helps with headspace and calm. Um, 
and then there's a lot of I suppose investment that needs to be made into um someone's own mindset because I do truly believe that this is the time for us to be waking up effectively um and really um discovering our own inner I suppose purpose again um, and making sure that we've got the mindset ready for when we're able to release that new purpose um, and sort of start to look at how we go forward from here. Um, you could argue that this is character building type this time. Um, you could argue it's resilience building because I don't, as we keep being told by government, this is sort of something that we've never obviously faced before. Um, but how you see that in a positive light will determine how you recover from, from this. And I think the the biggest our, our um sort of the biggest sort of tool that we've got is our own mind um but again it can't be just left to its own devices um it has to be developed it has to be educated it has to be taken care of do you think this will change the way that we do business in the future then as we explore new ideas and technology or will people be thinking in a more socially responsible way about which businesses they use yeah i think I'm not sure whether businesses will change and the world of business will change, um, but I think behaviours will change. Um, and that's a personal opinion. Um, obviously, we rely on so many different processes and the structure of, of our daily lives effectively have never changed and they haven't changed for, for some time. But I think behaviours of individuals will change which I think will force um, our I suppose ecosystem to look at things very differently but one thing I think this has really tested is the resilience of in of people. Odd question Sion but is now a good time to start a business? Um, well you could argue this from a couple of different points really couldn't you? Um, never before have people had enough I suppose time to think about the future and how they want to do things differently um, and how potentially their their lives are going to be very different um, when they um, return to this out of this new normal into the old normal if that makes sense if there's ever going to be an old normal um, look I think there's never a right time um, I would obviously encourage people to follow the, the the sort of the steps in terms of validating that business idea. Is it going to work in our current status in terms of our community? Is it going to work in our in our future status? And and sort of how how able are you to prove that it will be something of a success? Um, there's always a a balancing act, isn't it, between I suppose, a personal desire to, to have a sort of a different life and a change and open the, and sort of maybe start their own business versus a practical viewpoint. So I'm, I'm probably swaying on the, the very sort of on the fence on that one, really, providing you're prepared to do your due diligence around the, the idea, then obviously is the key to your answer whether or not now is the right time. Yeah, it was a bit of a hospital pass, that one, I do admit. But I think what you're saying is that think it through carefully, both in the situation we're in now and what it could look like in the future then. It's, it's a common sense decision. There's some stats that are obviously around this that sort of give you an idea of businesses that were created effectively in the last sort of economic downturn. And I think you've got the likes of Airbnb in there as well, you know. Um, so th there are stories out there of, of people who have made, um, who've, who've almost turned the, the the situation into opportunity. Um, 
and 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 sort of there are there are people who've survived the test of time you know in terms of their business ideas so yeah i think as long as as long as there's enough of that that background sort of due diligence done on it then and and again it doesn't you don't have to come out of this and then the following week hand you noticing in your very well paid job and go off and create a business that's not that's not sort of i suppose um pr- the priority is it really i think um or maybe it is for some people but but equally if it was me for example i would probably be thinking okay this is time for me to look at planning how do i plan effectively to one day move to somewhere where i obviously want to have my own business and 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 basically it's a question of time then as to when that actually gets executed so use your time wisely i want to come out of, of these next few weeks having achieved something i think that's something that this really occupying quite a lot of my thinking time at the moment um like whether or not it's i don't know reading x amount of books or thinking about this or creating a particular sort of spotify playlist or increasing my ability to run on the treadmill or something like this so um i don't know it's 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 about having something of value at the end of it and i think that's something that i've seen common theme as well and that was Siwan Rees, Entrepreneurship Development Manager for NatWest in Wales. My thanks to her for taking the time to talk to us, and I hope you took some ideas out of our chat. Keeping an open mindset, collaborating, exploring new ideas with your loyal customer base, or even looking completely differently at what your business does and what it can do. Well, that's probably the key to survival in all of this. So. When you've got breweries and gin distilleries making hand sanitizer instead of booze or engineering firms turning their hands to making visors for NHS staff or even collaborating about making new ventilators, then you start to understand a lot more about how entrepreneurs work and think. They're not so much building businesses as they are solving problems. So if you're thinking your business has come to an end or that it can't adapt, then you're doing yourself a big disservice. You solved one problem once. In fact, you've been solving problems as you've gone along developing your business, improving your products, your customer communication, your marketing, your supply line. So believe me, you can solve this. Maybe not alone, but guess what? There are plenty of people around you who can help and they want to help as well. So there are still amazing things we can all do to help ourselves and each other. And if you're looking for an example, I can offer you fire pits. Now, what point or prospect is there of selling high-end, locally crafted fire pits in these strange times? Well, you'd be surprised, but that's next time on the Accidental Startup Podcast. The Accidental Startup is an Eat Sleep Media production. It's hosted by Anchor, and the music in this episode can be found on Artlist.